Welcome back to The Edge. A DMCA request took Moz.com off Google's index. You can also, hey, another story here, improve your promotions on Facebook with culture codes. And a friend of the show, Will Critchlow, shares four practical impacts of SEO from Google's machine learning advances. You're listening to News from The Edge for the week of May 9th, 2022, here on Edge of the Web Radio. From the Edge of the Web Studios, here's what we're looking at this week. All right, uh, we're back. We're back in the studio. Thank God. <laughs> this is Edge of the Web Radio. I'm your host, Aaron Sparks, owner of Site Strategic, digital marketing firm based here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And if you're listening to us the first time, thanks for joining us. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry ahead of time because I know what's going to be coming here today. <laughs> This show is covering SEO and digital marketing news of the week, separate from our weekly interviews. Uh, trying to get more digital marketing news to you more and more quickly. So you drop this every Tuesday in all the podcast aggregators, iTunes, uh, uh, just everywhere. Anywhere. I'm going to take a... a, a, a Stitcher. A, yeah, I'm going to lean in. Spotify. I'm going to lean in. Up. SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 Google yes. Podcasts. iHeartRadio. You know what Morty does on do his you show? Want to, do you want me to help you out here? No, no, no. Morty does on his show. He says... Wherever, wherever you can find a podcast, and if you got here, you've already, you found, already found it. it. So why right? in the world I, say I'm that? Very right? salty. <laughs> I'm so salty about this. Every podcast does this, right? We yeah. do the hey, welcome to the whatever podcast. You can find us. You already found it. So the only possible scenario is you're sitting in your friend's car, right? And you know where do I find this? I go, oh, I don't know, Sherlock. Where do you find podcasts? Ask your friend. How about that? What podcast just is Just Google it. Like, where do, where do I find podcasts? <laughs> but, I mean, if you, I have a hot take. All right. If you don't know where to find a podcast, that a podcast about digital marketing is probably not for you. <laughs> <laughs> and if exactly. you don't know how to find podcasts, if you don't, it's definitely not for you. Yeah. Let me rephrase that to all you beginners who are dubious in the industry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me explain. Nah, forget it. I'm done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> that is Morty Oberstein, <laughs> head of SEO branding over at Wix. And yes, he's salty. I, I apologize beforehand. This is the Site Strategics News Desk of Edge of the Web. We're proud to be sponsors of, uh, title sponsor of Edge of the Web. And our digital marketing team, based here in Indianapolis, Indiana, is excellent at results based agile marketing. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the show, but uh, you know what? We're proud to be a, a title sponsor. Hey, we're coming up on a 500th episode. So this is pretty cool. 500 episodes of Edge of the Web. Here's the deal. You know the server code, error 500? For all the geeks in the audience, this is a broken request. Basically, a broken website request. One, one way, shape, or form, it's bad news. Well, for the 500th, we're actually going to lean into that. Um, we're going to share some stories of some epic fails from industry leaders and what they've experienced and what they've learned. We've reached out to a number of them uh, to share some great stories uh, as well as to learn from our mistakes. I mean, that, that's the best way to actually navigate this is come together and share <laughs> share some horror stories. So stay tuned and watch our Twitter feed as we share some details of a special competition to share your own favorite 500 page on the web. And we're talking about that. Uh, we all kind of knew about 400 pages, right? Four or four pages. There are literally error 500 pages, which begs the question, why did you spend so much time on your 500 page 
as opposed to fixing the broken data connection. But, you know, there's that. So come celebrate with, uh, with the Edge team as we go over the Edge with some of the favorite guests over the years. So thanks so much. And, hey, Morty, what do you think about that? Uh, we're going to have a 500th episode. We're bringing you on board for this, this uh, momentous occasion. What do you think? Good? It's lovely. The it excitement. I'm congr- okay. I'm sorry. Congratulations, <laughs> Aaron, on 500 episodes. What an amazing achievement. Thank you for reading the script correctly. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. 500 freaking episodes. I said I'm sitting at 404 episodes. That's a bunch of episodes. A lot of you're- talking. Dude, you're the, yeah. Well, that's easy for you, but the the it's getting you to stop talking. That's the problem. I'm one to talk, right? Oh um, wow, there he is. Why we really fit together? And Jacobs, they're like both of you. Shut up. <laughs> for the most part, basically. No, but seriously, um, you're the godfather of SEO podcasting. I don't think people appreciate that. Damn, that'll work. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, sir. I mean, we're you very come proud to of me you. in the day of our 500th episode. <laughs> This, this makes a lot of sense. Last week, Aaron said to me, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Exactly. So, <laughs> there, there may or may not be a horse head in your, in your bed uh, next week. I don't know how to ship it over to, to Israel, but uh, who knows? We're right? working on it. <laughs> you want to ship me a horse's head? <laughs> ship. That's disturbing. Ship. <laughs> I said ship. What did you hear? I shipped my pants. All right. All right. All right. Stop this. All right. Should, you should change them. All right. We've got a new show to do. All right. So getting into our first article, folks, over at Search Engine Land, Barry Swartz, the Barry Swartz, reported to you about a DMCA request that removes Moz, removed Moz from Google Search Index on May 4th. If you searched for Moz in Google Search, you would not be able to see any, that homepage at all. The page was removed from the Google Index due to a DMCA takedown request. The takedown complaint cites the Moz's homepage, along with 185 other URLs, were distribute, modified, and cracked, and had unauthorized versions of the Dr. Driving app. So here's the deal. If you're not familiar with DMCA, as the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which basically is about copyright infringement. And Google has, for the longest time, been able to see filings of DMCA, not just rulings, but filings. Uh, And they would actually remove out of the index sites or pages that were actually complained about from this DMCA process. And Moz got took down, taken down just like that. It was a pretty traumatic event, but, you know, 12 hours later, they reversed that. And a number of people actually jumped in and said that they were looking at it. But here's the deal. Google has this transparency report that says it is our policy to to respond to clear and specific notices of alleged copyright infringement. The form of notice we specify in our web form is consistent with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act and and provides a simple and efficient mechanism for copyright owners from countries and regions around the world to initiate the process to delist content from search results. A copyright owner who believes the URL points to infringing content sends us a takedown notice for that alleged infringing material. So they weren't even actually looking at, well, they were, they do inspect these filings, but they actually responded to their own takedown notice information. When we receive a valid takedown notice, our teams carefully review it for completedness and check for other problems. If the notice is complete and we find no other issues, we delist the URL from search results. (laughs) They obviously got something wrong here. So 
That wasn't very careful. Um, have you seen this uh, in the ecosystem before, Morty, these DMCAs? Like that. Oh, my gosh. That... I... Go ahead. Um, two, no, two things here. But the first thing, every time I hear DMCA, the only thing I think of, it's fun to take a site down with the DMCA. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what goes out of my head. Also, I want to know. I want to know. Folks, I want to know. Mm. Which one of USEO tools did this? Exactly. Somebody, somebody did this. <laughs> 185 other sites as well. So they kind of they kind of mixed it all up in, a, in an entire slew of domains, right? Plus Moz. Also, we, right? you know who competes with Moz content a lot in Moz content? His name starts with an N. His second name starts with a P. <laughs> Could it have been? Could it have been Neil? There we go. <laughs> For listeners, that was the uh, Neil Patel uh, Batman spinning hub <laughs> on the video. Oh, seriously, that's crazy. That really is. Like, someone submitted it like, a couple of hours later. It's down, and like, someone. Banned. I mean, obviously something happened, and they goofed, and there was a there was some kind of mishap. But the fact that that can happen, yep, like that is incredibly scary it really is it really also is so incredibly empowering but also incredibly <laughs> scary well i mean having it having it having a takedown of 185 requests at once is also a bit concerning that somebody's doing that to that many domains That's and crazy. they slid in moz.com what else did they slide in there that that didn't raise the ire quickly of seos and and uh, Ma's uh, supporters, right? I mean, they jumped on it going, hey, what, where the heck is this? What about the other 184 <laughs> sites out there, you know? You know what we need to do, by the way? We need to figure out, like, out of those 185 sites, which SEO tool was not amongst them. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> One of these is not like the other. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, yeah. I want to pivot around and make this week's poll about this thing right here. Uh, should Google change its policies on the DMCA removals or at least having a little bit more scrutiny here? And uh, we've seen these over time and they are, they are a sizable thing to be reckoned with. Uh, if, if you're getting a takedown request against your website, that's like, that's like the old days of SEO bowling right there. And Google's, Jumping just like nuts. that. Unbelievable. So should they change their policy? Yes, no. Uh, what else should we ask uh, for, for a third answer there? It's fun to take down a site with a DMCA. That should be the third. You have like a music emoji there. <laughs> DMCA. All right. There we go. We get, could that be a drop, Jacob? <laughs> we need drops on this show. I'm on it. Yeah, already. <laughs> Dude, no, for real. Hey, Jake, we'll talk later, but we didn't have like Aaron drops. Aaron drops. Nice. All right. So, hey, we're proud to have Site Strategics as a sponsor of Edge of the Web. Site Strategics are our pioneers in agile digital marketing. Our core specialties are technical SEO, semantic SEO, search engine marketing, social media marketing, and the like, as well as conversion rate optimization for your website. We're completely focused on results-based marketing. We just don't do it to do it. We make sure that it's campaign focused and dial in to better and better leads for your site. So if you're interested in what we can do for you, give us a shout at 
877-SEO4WEB. But you can also go over to sitestrategic.com or search for Agile Digital Marketing. You'll be able to find us right there. Just give us a shout. Be happy to uh, sit down and talk with you for an hour about uh, your digital marketing success and what we can see for you. That's sitestrategics.com. All right. Second. Is there, wait, is it, a, is it a free hour consultation? It is a free hour consultation. How about that? We just get, we just get to talk. Just talk, yeah. What? Um, can I book a slot? You can book a slot. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to talk. Go ahead. I don't like, Not a yeah. problem. It's like a therapy. It's okay. like a digital marketing therapy session. Yeah, That's I what just, it is. You know, I have a couple of feelings I want to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, hey, I'm a trained SEO counselor. How about that? Can we, can we, <laughs> we'll, we'll get your true feelings out about Neil Patel. Okay. <laughs> Do I hide them? No, you really don't. <laughs> All right, so second article, jumping into social media today from Andrew Hutchinson. Meta, formerly Facebook, shares new, quote-unquote, culture codes to help advertisers improve the performance of their promotions. All right, so as social media usage evolves, so does the usage trends and the content types that people are actually finding most engaging. So where marketers have seen over the past, being able to use this as just another platform with the exact same type of polish on their ads, uh, Facebook or Meta, I should say, is gives them feedback and saying, you know what, the, the audience, the social media audience is looking for more authentic, non-polished type of content. So they've established six culture codes, all right, which it helps, it will help brands create more engaging, natural looking content. Why not actually have more natural looking content instructed by Meta? Why don't you just focus on natural by unnaturally guiding the natural content? That's my gripe here. So here's the six culture codes from Meta. So they have real people. Uh, this is the, these are the guidelines here. Having real people tell real stories, inviting employees or customers to deliver their message. Uh, they use language of, of the platform to signal their place in the feed and therefore in culture. They harness the power of creators to establish trust and relatability. They take us behind the scenes to be part of the process. They use lo-fi editing techniques that feel handmade and human. Lo-fi. And last, they use humor to dissolve boundaries between brand and audience. Is that what we're doing here? Dissolving the boundaries. Lo-fi dollar bin. <laughs> Lo-fi. It's, it's, it's dollar video editing, did we, folks. Do we just reduce the amount of video editing I have to do now? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, Sweet. yeah. I mean, what, what are you doing here? You might as well just uh, <laughs> roll a camera. All right. So culture codes. What do you think about that, Morty? I have a question. You, his hand is raised. Yes. yes. Do, do, do these culture codes <laughs> apply to meta itself? And, and if so... Does that mean that Mark Zuckerberg will no longer be appearing in any <laughs> thing? That it will appear natural? Exactly. Hi, I'm here to crap on everything. Also, I just want I just want to I just want to understand something. How I thought one of the culture clothes of a brand is that when you run into trouble, just rename yourself. Mm. <laughs> Damn, he did that too. Uh, yeah, that was a culture code yeah. over at Meta. Yeah, you gotta gotta be able to be reachable. You have to be authentic. Get your get yeah. your CEO off camera, please. Uh, by the way, like it happens to be like as ridiculous as it as it is coming from something like Meta. Sure. Formerly known as Facebook until the trouble rebranded and it had its Android of a CEO go on to whatever <laughs> and make some kind of like absolute bizarre announcement talking to a cartoon or something. I don't know what the hell is going on in that. 
Um, it is true. I think that people are. I've heard. I don't. I would. I would quote who it was who said it, but I, I can't remember. Mm. People are kind of like seeing through corporate messaging a little bit more now. Yep. I yep. think it's important to remember in general. I, this is. I talk about this more like in terms of SEO content, but I guess it applies here also. Like the internet is not very mature. Like when you think about things, right? No, yeah, it didn't come out exactly how I meant. I, mean, I was trying to make a serious point for a change. Um, it's not right? right. The the way that internet content is 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 written, the way that it's presented, the and then you see Google trying to do things with the product review updates around this is trying to make it push content to be more mature. Right. The internet is not mature. People are, you know, if you think about like three years ago, people were like had no idea about uh ad retargeting and security and fake reviews. Sure. It was going on yeah. forever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people exactly. are now waking up to that or they just woke up to that two, three years ago, let's say. So the web is, I wouldn't say maybe a teenager. I don't know. Maybe I'm overestimating. Yeah, well, yeah and, we can see this as, as adolescence uh, time period for the internet. Yeah. Think back. Okay, like, take a look at a, a commercial in the 1950s, right? Uh, camel cigarettes. <laughs> what real men smoke <laughs> don't want to die from cancer. Right? right. And you're like, wow, that was like, that's an awesome commercial back in the 1950s. Sure. And now you look like, wow, that's a corporate lie. They were purposely killing people. But you people back then didn't see through it because that was a very new advent. So you're completely fooled by it. And like, so initially with the way web content and, and, and social media content and whatever you want to call it or everything, you're kind of fooled by the messaging because it's so new and this it's so attractive and it's so shiny. But as you start maturing you start looking at it like we look at the 1950 cigarette commercial like that's unbelievable people are actually saying that yeah so there is yeah, a yeah. kernel of truth yeah. in it no you're absolutely right uh i think uh, we as as new media audience participants we're more immersed than ever before we're always we're going to keep on becoming more and more immersed and the authenticity is coin of the realm but you can in we're also going to be able to sniff through engineered authenticity and this is really what yeah. they're trying trying to give these brands is, hey, you got to be real because your ads aren't going to be effective enough. And there are platforms that are demonstrating like TikTok <clears throat> that are that are demonstrating uh, uh, rough, really hewn videos. And, and some of what amateur videos are actually getting a good deal more response. But uh, you can't engineer authenticity. It, no. it has no. a, it, it resonates flat, you know. I, th I thought this was the which is the the mo of this podcast. Hey. Right. <laughs> right, we're totally up. No, we are. Yeah, right? we're absolutely. Totally. And, and, and I, that, I, I am. I don't know about you, but anyway, I'm scripted um, beyond belief. I, I mean, everything I'm you saying. are really scripted with those those, those slides <laughs> on your tablet. Um, I know. I tried reading them. I, I can't do it. You couldn't do it last week, which is traumatizing for everybody. No, the, the, I was going to make a real point. Now I now I totally forgot it. That's authentic right oh, there. there. No, wait. It's because, no, it's, wait. It's because more of them have a script. No, <laughs> I had a point, and I remember the irony is Facebook is saying, or Meta is saying, you should be authentic. Right. What's right. ironic is that, that the reason behind why they're telling you that is not authentic. They don't care about brand and authenticity and let's. They just will know that if they're if the brands aren't effective, then the ad spend goes down. Exactly. That's all they're concerned about is having better, more engaging ads, higher click through rate. Brands are going to spend more, so they're trying to help engineer authenticity. Right. Just for the sheer, it's not about the community; it's about getting no, those ads not kicked off. Yeah. They should just say that. Like, and there's a way. I think, by the way, I think there's a way to say that in a way where you don't come off like a total jackass. Sure. Right. Like. 
I mean, or like we we care about the success of our advertisers and blah 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 blah. In order to be successful, these are the top three, you know, uh, uh, strategic uh, pivots that you should be making in your content. Yep. Like fine, like you're telling us why you're doing it. Like, uh, uh for the sake of uh, our community and uh, <laughs> and uh, 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 the world and humanity. There's like, like irony is is we have an inception here because even the irony of that, right? It's it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Uh, don't have it, it, you know it, what? Don't have it's an, an ad agency or an ad platform tell us how to spend more money with you. All right, or at, at least, least be upfront. Like, yeah, here's front. how you do it. Like, we need your money. We want your money. Here's how you do better. Well, you every everybody wins. There we you get go. more See? money. You get more money, <laughs> and the customers spend more money. <laughs> so <laughs> everybody wins, except for the customer. Well, they get, you know, they get, well, they get their thing. That it's authentic and good content. They get good product, right? Assuming, yes, exactly. You, yes. You, you, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Come on, people. Anyway. I've tried. <laughs> Every time you say that, you realize all the sound effects that I'm, 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 uh, I'm thinking about <laughs> through the show. <laughs> well, I mean, he drops. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're proud to have Nlinks.net as a sponsor of Edge of the Web. Did you know that entities play a major role in how search engines understand and rank content now on the web? Optimizing your content solely around keywords is a thing of the past. Now it's time to actually add entities into the mix and reach higher rankings using Inlinks and award-winning software in entity SEO. Inlinks provides you with an expert level data to be able to build your content around any any key concept so Google can actually have a better understanding of your content and your articles and your authenticity, right? So go to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash Inlinks, that's I-N-L-I-N-K-S, to claim your free Inlinks account and start creating content that will outperform your competitors. And we certainly back and support Inlinks. So we are a customer of theirs. We use their software daily. It's a fantastic tool to be able to create semantic SEO value in front of uh, in front of Google. So uh, go over to our partners there at Inlinks with edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash Inlinks. All right, third article. I want to get around the campfire about this a little bit here uh, from Brain Labs Digital. Uh, Will Critchlow, friend of the show, uh, unpacked a pretty cool article here that I want to bring around. It's kind of off the beaten path of what we usually share here, but this one was actually pretty important, especially with everything that we've been talking about over the months. Uh, this is this is a uh, pretty important uh, four practical SEO impacts of Google's machine learning advances. There are some. Areas of machine learning that either have changed or soon might change how we actually do SEO, says Will, either in tipping specific tactical decisions in different directions or by opening up new fronts of strategic opportunities. So here, here's the deal is that the preamble is quite articulate about understanding how machine learning is going about being able to process information and be able to start creating uh, a better search environment. And by and large, I mean, there are two camps on really looking at is search better uh it certainly has evolved over time and it's getting more and more specific to your own specific nuanced search parameters here but there are some red flags here as ai starts to really rewrite areas of the web and areas of google per se 
some uh, we want to go into point one of what he was talking about here. So some things to watch out for summarizing and writing content is, is bullet point one here talking about the fact that Google has been mainly consuming our, our, our content and displaying it for their own summarization intact as a form of meta information, structured data or URLs or page titles. They've been doing that for a good period of time. In recent times, they actually increased the rate of change where they're actually manipulating and consolidating content. And we certainly have seen that with title rewrites here as of late. So Search Pilot, Will's company uh, experiments, they've shown that they're actually reaching a tipping point for meta descriptions under many, many circumstances of Google rewriting information of your site and how it displays on, on its SERP. A page can actually have maybe only one actual meta description in the search results, but in contrast, they're actually rewriting the description. Google is free to pick different elements of the page. We've seen that multiple times for different queries. An example, pulling out uh, opening hours in, the, in a query indicates the interest in, in the address or phone number as opposed to other areas, right? So what it might mean in the future here, and we're going to skip into a couple points, but I wanted to dig into this one here and toss it over to Morty. The title rewrites that we witnessed over time, and we talked about the possible overreach of Google actually changing titles based on, on users' intent of how it might think it would be more valuable to the user and, and us losing control of specific content that we're trying to optimize for. Um, we're getting further and further down the rabbit hole here. Morty, your thoughts about this first point about the summarization and content rewriting, because you've been talking about this for months, and you actually gave a Brighton SEO uh, keynote address over there. I want to tee it up to you about this, because uh, you're spot on, right? It's true. It's true. I'm glad, like, Will wrote this article. It's a great article. Yeah. I'm glad people are starting to talk more about it, because I think, like, we missed the boat on the whole title rewrite thing, which was, oh, no. Uh, well, now I don't have my control and go get off my lawn when really I think the entire point of this is Google's rewriting content. And I think what Google, and he mentions in the, in the, in the, uh, in the article, I think, is that it, Google's trying to increasingly rely less on, this, on, the, on, the, um, on the structure on the page to rewrite the content. So yep. they're like using the H1, for example, right? And just substituting that for the, for the title. Mm-hmm. Which is the entire point, by the way. So the data, if I remember this from my Brighton deck, um, initially when the first when this first came out, Google used the H1 around seventy something percent of the time. Okay, that was a very small data set, by the way. To take that with a grain of salt. Then in October twenty twenty one, they were using the H1 around like sixty five percent, if I remember correctly. And now mm -hmm. it's under. Now it's like under sixty percent, something okay. like that, or under fifty percent. 48%. I think it was 55 in October 2021, and now it's like 47%, something like that. It's less, the point is, it's less and less and less reliance on the H1. Why? Because Google never wanted to use the H1. That was just the initial baby steps, Bob. Baby steps. We're going to be right. Let's take the H1 and replace it. And let's see how that goes. And let's go on from there. They don't want to use the H1. What Google wants to do is say, hey, how good are we are at actually understanding content? The way you understand if you're good at understanding content is by rewriting it. Right. But it was like, it's like, um, I'll, I'll compare it to what I taught fourth grade. So yeah, you can get the kids to spit back the information verbatim, but if you get them to try to apply it to a different scenario and reconstruct it, mm -hmm. that's how you know if they really understood it. So same thing with Google. Google is trying to understand how well it could understand content, which has enormous implications on how well it understands content for ranking, by the way. So it's not just about title tags or title links on the SERP per se, 
But yeah, Google's going to rely less on the structure you have on the page for understanding what the title should look like and just construct their own title, which is Will points out, makes the title tag very much a thing about um, ranking juice, ranking factors, ranking signal. I hate any of those terms, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Versus, versus a CTR thing. We've had this conversation multiple times of, of losing control, but it's but at the same time, it's also it's also uh, starting to summarize information further and further away from the citable sources as well. So you know, there's not even a clear attribution to certain things. So it's not just SERP titles and meta descriptions. Uh, we're talking about uh, content being basically pulled and and also rewritten. And we're also hearing, obviously, uh, knowledge panelists have been, uh, since 2018, content being written by Google. So the AI is actually digesting, learning, and then uh, creating its own information. So it kind of leads us into some additional points here. He covers understanding image contents, content directly. So uh, Will says in his earliest days of SEO experience, it was common to refrain that uh, it was a common refrain that Google can't see anything in an image. And we certainly know that that's a thing in the past. Over the years, with the launch of image search, Google got better at understanding images and reading context rather than anything fundamental of the image itself. The, only the file name was directly rel relevant and everything else was surrounded by text. Well, what it means now, says Will, now we don't have any evidence of Google evaluating image contents at a web scale, but we do have the, we do have tests showing that page elements aren't user that aren't user vis visible like alt attributes do not have a measurable impact on the organic search performance Th this point is actually even further extended here because he's talking about additional meta content inside the images and google reading text inside the images as well uh, we're in a space where you know kind of the sci-fi future of Google being able to read all sorts of images and being able to infer content, infer context, and infer consumer intent of those images. So how that work? Well, we certainly know mums on the way. We're going to have a multi-modal type of uh, activity of search where you're going to have images and video content. They will mention video content as well in the article. Google's consuming all this, and it's getting better and better at understanding what that image is. Morty, I mean, you talked about SERP rewrite, rewrites, but what about the, the image and the video side of these things? What are we going to be seeing here for Google kind of repurposing and, and having a deeper, deeper understanding far beyond what you think you can control inside of your content? Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, by the way, this is a lot for audio, mm -hmm. right? So, like, podcast content can rank better. Yeah, absolutely. interest because they can understand, right? Yeah. Um, but you see Google does this in, in the in the key moments in the on the SERP, right? Even if you don't have, even if you haven't set those up on your on your own, mm -hmm. Google can understand what the key moments are. It can understand. Look, when you when you take Google Lens now, I know they're saying mom is not part of this, but they're trying to integrate mom into this, but you can take a picture of, I don't know, your carpet. Yep. Um, and write a query there saying, find socks similar, whatever it is. I don't know, I'm making that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And Google understands what that image is. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's understanding, it's reading, it's, it's extrapolating color, extrapolating context, it's understanding what this is. Um, you're good. If, if we, 
if we we have full control of the meta information of an image as well, coming out of the photos that you're taking, I mean, you're really going to start leaning into those additional factors. That's not the on-page information. It's also the on-image information that's cooked into the meta file of this uh, of location where it was shot, the different additional factors of the type of camera it was. But here's the deal is that all of a sudden you're going to start seeing images relating to other subject matter, oh, I should say, inside the image itself, a particular key concept against another key concept for Google to start connecting the dots inside of these images as well. You're going to see an entire image optimization process take hold where you have multiple key concepts, not only just on the image, but also surrounding images. There's going to be feeding the beast in that space where I, I certainly believe it's going to be directly affecting mum space. That's, that's, I mean, that's the kind of the point, right? They want to use mum to better understand to, to link images to other forms of content. Yep. Absolutely. Last, last point, And we'll get off this. Uh, Google is getting okay with machine written content, despite its own efforts to improve machine writing capabilities, most notably in translation, Google have maintained that text generated through automated processes is an example of automatically generating content that they see as intended to manipulate search rankings and not help users, which is against, uh, against which they actually may take actions, quote unquote. Well, uh, what I mean in the future here, I mean, he's seen some tests using tools like GPT-3 and uh, where of other cases where uh, uh, certain content has outperformed the status quo. The biggest risks of generated content don't come from Google. They come from brand safety and PR, says Will, and the state of art tools that don't have enough built-in protections against biasity. Well, if Google starts paying attention to the machine-written content, to a higher and higher degree. You're going to start seeing things like uh, official statements coming from Google on the subject, high visible acknowledgments from high profile websites admitting their use of automation in this way, and case studies using user acceptance of automated content. Could very well be that we're going to have bots, re bots writing to writing to bots, right? Um, you'd hate to see that because one, we were talking about authenticity. How in the world do we do we allow that actually happened. Morty, final thoughts on machine learning, machine written content. So I was just, as you were talking, I was trying to look this up. Mm -hmm. I, I know John spoke about this. John Mueller spoke about it, I think twice relatively recently. I found the one back from November uh, from SE Roundtable and Barry Schwartz. Google, machine written content may be okay for ranking soon one day back on November 8th, 2021. Huh. Huh. Uh, John feels that sometime in the near future that, quote, some mix of maybe automatically generated content and human curated content, I imagine, will become normal, says John Mueller's Google back in November. Now, what does Mueller bot say? Oh, I forgot about our guest Mueller bot. <laughs> I, have fa I, I have failed you. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Sheet open. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. You talk about official statements, right? Are these not that's official what? official statements coming out of Google, right? I mean, like it's not an official statement. Well, 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 Google, well, yeah, but it's yeah. also it, it is John. It is John. It is John Mueller, right? So um, we didn't do the article justice. Please read uh, Will's articles. Fantastic. Just giving giving us this, this sense of the new spaces in which content's going to be manipulated as well as understood by Google. And you need to be able to surf in those waters. We're going to be finding a lot of other new techniques from, a vid from video manipulation as well as image manipulation in the near future. I think those are one of the key points I got from the article here. But, uh, you know, if, you're, if you let your bot 
write your own content and Google loves it, can't say don't do it. <laughs> Just teach it to be authentic, okay? <laughs> you know what is authentic? SEO chat. Hashtag SEO chat every week. Well, except for last week. Uh, Possibly not this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I try, folks. I really try. But uh, I try, too. <laughs> All right, so it may be happening this Thursday, 1 p.m. Well, Eastern. Well, I had a host. Um, unfortunately, they had a family emergency. Sure. They can no longer host, which is obviously understandable. Yep, absolutely. So I motion my feet, my coworker Wick said, I'll step in because he was supposed to host on May 26. So I, I tweeted out, hey, Moshe's going to host. And then he messaged me an hour after I tweeted that, after we, <laughs> we talked. Uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just read the message. Um, cause he, I, I can read it out. It was a DM, but he also put the same thing on Twitter. So I feel no shame in reading it. It's out there publicly. Uh, Morty, I found I feel something this Thursday evening and my wife will kill me if I'm not coming. That's, so, that's commitment. I don't want right his there. wife to kill him. <laughs> that would be bad. So I said, of course, no problem. So I'm still looking for a host. Wow. On the wow. good news, because um, I was getting a little overwhelmed with SEO chat where I took a break last week. Nicole mm -hmm. Ponce over at Semraj is going to help me run it. Oh, cool. Very yeah. good. Very good. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't, we don't want to see SEO chat die. No, I just don't want to see myself die either. I need a break a little bit. Uh, what a so I, I got Nicole to help me. I appreciate that. <laughs> just so you know, and just so you appreciate Nicole, no one gets paid for any of this. There's no sponsorship. I don't intend to sponsor it. Just, yeah, very good. Do it. Not really sure why, but we just do it. So we can chat. It's a water cooler moment. Right. Yeah. It's so the SEO community can learn and we can all interact with each other. Have a good time. Actually, it's a meme fest. Yeah, you know, honestly. It is a meme fest. <laughs> and if you want to host, get in touch with me because I don't have a host for this Thursday. All right. We'll get this thing out so uh, we can we can help you there. Um all right. Well, Morty, thank you, you so much. You want to host, Darren? Gotta go, Morty. Sorry, you gotta go. You here. Uh, we're we're, we're out of time. We're out of time, Morty. Uh, yeah, you're breaking up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm breaking <laughs> you're, up. Right? You're driving through a tunnel. What's going on? Here's and a blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, I, well. I'm certainly. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet you. I'm sure my wife will kill me. Damn, she's actually in Florida right now. Uh, let me find yeah, another excuse. And, uh... <laughs> she's not in pot anymore. All right, so hey, uh, Morty's going to join us on our 500th episode as we go through epic fails for our 500th. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, you know what? We're going to have some great time here. Make sure you check out the Krista Seiden interviews as we take on GA4. Uh, we're going to be dropping them here right before the 500th, so jump in there. Uh, from all of us over at Edge, hey, be safe, be well, and do not be a piece of cyber driftwood. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.